The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. This is the Porpoise Pod with your hosts, Brendan Tobin and Alejandro Solano. Porpoise Pod swimming on here, Tobin and Solana, as we are in the midst of the 2023 offseason. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in, watching us on the WQAM YouTube page or wherever you are consuming this podcast. We appreciate you guys. Subscribe there. You guys can watch uh, the radio shows there live as well. And to get us, of course, on the Odyssey app. Uh, Solana McCochin spoke today at the Combine. Wow, it was a long press conference. I, I need to get my McCochin muscle up, dude, to get through this one. It was... I was like, man, he's back to saying everything. How How is he in midseason form in March or, or late February? Like, how? I don't I don't understand, Tobin. I just think he was looking to chat up, dude. He just had <laughs> – he had so much to say, and yet on some things he just talked words and there was no answer. Mostly when it came to Tua's uh, fifth-year option. Yeah. Because, like, I didn't even know what – I was like, what? What does he – what, what, what does he mean here? We got, like – a lot of uh, spewing of I, – I did hear him say that ultimately we want him and the Tua and the Dolphins, we want to be together for a long time. So that was nice. But uh, no real clarity on where they stand with Tua and the option other than I assume that – I assume McCoachin is down with keeping Tua because that's basically the reason he got the job. I think so. Like, I, I think he's genuine when he says that Tua is the starting quarterback, Tua is the franchise quarterback. Uh, but I do think – they have to be very cautious with how they talk about this fifth-year option thing, right? Because, like, he needs to be on the same page with Chris Greer whenever they come out publicly on this. And, like, th- this isn't going to get done for a while, right, Tobin? Are you there with me? Like, this isn't something that, that's going to be resolved anytime soon. So I, the, I, I, I just think they, ha- they really have to play the slow game here. I think the deadline is May 1st. So they basically have two months. Yeah. So there's really no need to have an answer right now. Um, it is going to be interesting. I wonder how you feel about this because there was a report that they're not going to offer fifth-year options on, and not surprisingly, Noah Igbenogany and Austin Jackson. And I just wonder as like, I feel like with Chris Greer, we seesaw a lot, right? Because like, yeah, he's had some, he's had some hits. He's had some real whiffs. I think we look at his, uh, what was it? The 2021 draft with uh, with Waddle and Javon and Javon. JP and man, that's a great draft. But then you Money. look at you look at the draft before that. It's like man, so we you had three first round picks. You had the gold mine, three first round picks. You're telling me there's a potential that you're not going to give any of them the fifth year option? That's kind of crazy. Like that is a Very. that is, that's that is wild. a that's a damning thing as a GM and. Already having two of them, quite frankly, is not great. But if you get the franchise quarterback, it's not – I feel like the it, it, it's, it just numbs it a little bit more. And I'm not saying here, saying like, I get not 
given Austin Jackson. Austin Jackson can't stay healthy either. Uh, and when he was healthy, he hasn't proven to be very good. They're not good. Noah, yeah. Noah Benogany has spent more games inactive than active. But I don't know, man. That's quite the blemish. If you're going to tell me you're Chris Greer and you're going to go about this and uh, he's going to he's gonna not give the fifth-year option on Tua, it's pretty wild. I'm, and look, man, I get the people who are like, out on I don't I don't really get people who are out or dolphins who are out on Tua. I get the concern because the biggest concern coming into this year was durability. And now a new thing kind of came up. And it's like one of the most hazy things that's there because we don't know much about head injuries. Um it's still a mystery on how these things are are diagnosed. And so but I just can't imagine he's gonna have a whole draft class. None of them get their fifth year option. That's pretty crazy. Nah, like that's unheard of. Three first-round picks, and none of them are getting the fifth-year option. Here's my thing, though, Tobin. Like, regarding Tua, what other option is out there right now that benefits your team, that, that makes you better? It, it, it's Aaron Rodgers and then probably nobody else, right? Lamar Jackson, I just, I just think that's a pipe dream, though. Like, both of those guys. So the Dolphins are kind of stuck in this place where, like, it, it's going to be Tua, and... Like, what if Tua tells you, well, like, I'm I'm either playing for the fifth-year option or I'm not playing or or sign me, right? Like, give me give me a deal. Like, he... Just, he yeah, and it's one of these things with his option that, like, man, it has to go really bad for it to be, like, a blunder, right? Because, like, quarterbacks yeah. make a lot of money. We're seeing this. The Giants are in the midst of this with Daniel Jones right now and uh, and how much money they have to give him. And, and listen quarterbacks get paid a whole heap of money probably are overpaid in a law a lot of guys who shouldn't be paid the money they're paid at quarterback if the only way you tell me that the only way this is a disaster is well two is not going to be able to play football anymore and you're still on the hook for it i, I feel like the the more likely thing that's going to happen is hey things are going to be okay this year this was the sixth offense in the league this past season he has a coach who seems to believe in him. He's got the star wide receivers. I feel like this isn't that big of a risk. I, I don't really know why it's that big of a question other than you don't really trust his body, which I guess is fair, but you, you think he's not going to get through the season? Like it's going to get to that point? I don't know. Where do you think they feel like they're at though? Like, do you think that they feel like Tua can, can finish a season? Because I, I think that's where the hesitancy comes from. Uh, do Chris Greer and Mike McDaniel feel like Tua can withstand a season in the NFL? Yeah. I, I I don't know that they feel strongly about it. I really don't, man. Um, He's taking jujitsu, dude. <laughs> judo, baby. No, judo, it's hey, it was it was oh, jujitsu. It's not judo. He's apparently taking jujitsu, which. Uh, was it kind of an interesting clarification because I had spoken to uh, to Jorge Masvidal and Gilbert Burns about judo, and Masvidal actually thought judo was a really good idea. And it's not like they're not – they're kind of cousins to, to give everybody who's not like a martial arts uh, fan uh, the run on it. They're kind of cousins. I would say the difference between judo and jiu-jitsu is like, not a lot of people use judo. It's kind of a weird sport. Like you're kind of trying to like flip each other onto their head and things like that. Uh, Jiu-jitsu is, uh, you know, you're on the ground, but you do have to learn how to fall because it is a lot of wrestling. It's a lot of takedowns and things like that. It's also a lot more common 
it makes a lot more sense that he's training jujitsu than he is judo. Like you go to South Florida, there's a jujitsu gym in every strip mall. Everywhere. If, yeah. Everywhere. A judo is, I was like, that's kind of random. So uh, for them to clarify I feel like that, all, all my Brazilian friends growing up were, were all members of a jujitsu gym. Like every yeah. single one of them. But it's funny, man. Like my son takes jujitsu now and it's literally the first thing they teach these kids is how to brace falls. So I was like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. Even if judo, like judo does that too, but you're like, it's a really awkward fall because you're like getting hip thrust thrown onto one arm, you know? And so, yeah, you kind of do have to turtle on that, but it's almost kind of like how you would never want to in a land in some regards. But I found, I actually found that as a, as like a, a, a fan of this stuff. Kind how, of interesting. How'd you, wait, how'd you find out that he's not doing judo, but he's doing jujitsu? Like I, Mike, I didn't Mike see McDaniel that. Mike McDaniel said it. Mike McDaniel said it. It was the oh, last question. On uh, the last question of his press conference, he was asked about, hey, what do you think about him taking judo? And he said, uh, I'll get the quote right here. He said, it's actually jujitsu. He goes, little confusion with uh, J-U, J-U uh, martial arts. Uh, he says, it's some of the various ideas we've had, some of which I won't repeat because they weren't very good. We were willing to go to any length. However, with him getting invested in it and really talking to him and hearing how the trainers invested in him, and how he really is getting into it, getting good residuals from it. We feel very comfortable in terms of preparing him for things that he hasn't otherwise been able to prepare for. Well, it can't uh, be if, going that well if he doesn't even know the damn name of the sport he's playing. Well, you know. I mean, what? It's, uh, it's something that we're trying to train. Uh, he's attacking it with vigor. He also said, this doesn't say this in the transcript, but I remember the soundbite. He also said that Tua uh, was a former boxer, which I didn't know. What? I had no idea that Tua was a former boxer. He said Tua was a former boxer. He's going to have all the skills to beat you up for all the bad things you say about him. A little southpaw action from Tua. Yeah. I didn't know that. And it makes me think of the great David Tua, who, of course, the former heavyweight boxer from New Zealand, the the Samoan boxer, who Tua's actually put, like, montage videos on his Instagram of before. He's a behemoth. And he actually... He's kind of like the new age Shannon Briggs on uh, on on Instagram. He's like the motivational boxer. He's like built like a like a brick house. But I, I was like, wait, hold on, wait, how have we gone this long? We didn't know that Tua used to box like that. That Mike McDaniel's just throwing this out there. I love Mike McDaniel finding this out. Like I love envisioning Mike McDaniel and Tua just sitting down, and and he's like very interested in Tua's life, and he's the one finding out that Tua is a boxer or was right. a boxer. That's right. I'm these very excited best, about they're, this. They're best buds, these guys, right? Like Tua Mike McDaniel. I mean, Tua loves Mike McDaniel. We just know only, only Second only to Rick Ross, of course. The boss. Those, uh, those videos are tremendous. Something else, man. What do you something think happened else? there? Like he's the only, like Rick Ross is the only guy who was allowed to put up his cell phone there. Yeah. Like that's what happened. Like you're not taking I Rick think Ross's so. cell phone. Yeah. Yeah. He's he, it's, it's Rick Ross. In Miami, I mean, right? It's, it's Rick Ross. Like, if you're two, you find out Rick Ross is coming to your birthday, you just like let him do what he wants. Also, like, isn't that kind of a flex? Yeah, Rick Ross was at my birthday. Of like, course. had had there been no pictures of it, we never would have known. Two was hanging right. out with Rick Ross. Kind kind of helps him, doesn't it? Makes him a little cooler. It does make him cooler, of course. Yeah. Like, if if Ricky Rose is going to show up and uh, he, what, he like gave him a coat or something like that. Yeah, I gave him a coat. He had the big, uh, the big bottle of uh, champagne. Like, they, they, they yeah, were... what is that stuff that he sells? 
I don't, I don't know, know what it's called. I, don't know. I know it's like pink and black. I, I, it's like, but it's like bubbly. Yeah, and but there's no way he's uh, there's no way he's actually drinking that. Like that had to have been a bottle of Dom or something. There's I like don't know. Rick Ross isn't drinking his own his own pink bubbly champagne. There's no way. Doesn't Rick Ross own a farm in Georgia? I feel like that's a thing. I thought he owned As like a, wing stops. He does own wing stops. That's true. But I, yeah, think, remember, I think like there was one at near our old studio in Miami Gardens. Like he, yep. he had opened up a bunch of wing stops around there. Love a wing stop. Delicious. Oh, so good. So very, good. very good. What were we talking about? Oh yeah. Mick McDaniel. Um, anyway. So yeah, no, that was the, the great, that was my favorite part of the press conference. And I had to wait till all the way at the end for the grand <laughs> revelation that two was taking jujitsu instead of judo. Did you see anything that stood out to you today that, uh, that intrigued you on the, uh, on the Twitter sphere? Well, by the way, I, I checked out like halfway through watching the video on my way home because I, I just thought to myself, like, there's no way Mike McDaniel is talking this. Like, does he not talk at home? Like, does Dude, his, is his so wife, just, his wife he... is just like constantly at Pilates because she's just she's sick of listening to Mike McDaniel all day. Somebody asked him about D'Amico Ryan and I just looked at the audio fo- wave and it was like three minutes. I'm just like, I'm skipping that one. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. As far as like Vic Fangio goes, obviously he's speaking highly about Vic Fangio, but uh, like you can tell he's he's really geeked up about having Vic Fangio in the building, and I, I it, it kind of to me opened my eyes a little bit to like his relationship with Boyer. It, it probably was just never as strong as he would have wanted, right? Um, and yeah, and, I, and I think me, it's a like, weird him being able to go and pick his guy. And and by the way, I was watching a clip yesterday, Sean Payton came out and said, yeah, like I made a strong push for Vic Fangio. Ultimately, Mike McDaniel made a better one. Like McDaniel went and got his guy and beat out other head coaches that have are, are way more prestigious around the league in terms of the, their respect and, and their accomplishments. And he beat them out and convinced Vic Fangio to come to Miami. So like kind of swaggering around a little bit with that. I think that's an encouraging thing that we've seen in a lot of places. Like you see Vic Fangio pursued by a lot of people dolphins get them and that we we know that the dolphins will spend a lot of money that's definitely a thing but between that uh jordan poyer coming out and 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 flirt with the dolphins telling the, the bills he wants to get the hell out of there who could blame him uh the, the heisman trophy winner came out and said that his number one choice would be to be drafted by the Dolphins. when is the last time you have heard a number one pick that's not a, a or a, a kid Who's not a former Hurricane say he wants to be drafted by the Miami Dolphins? No ties Crazy. to Miami. Crazy. He wants to come to the Dolphins. Like that, I think is the cool thing. I don't, you know, I'm not really worried about it. I'm not really all, oh, you know, should we should we go get Caleb Williams? But that's pretty awesome that this guy's like, I want to go play there. That's what the, is that's, what what is it though? Is it Tyreek Hill? Like, was it that it simple? It, it's that simple as. Tyreek Hill and the young, cool head coach, and now you're one of the more attractive destinations in the NFL? It's the two-star receivers. It's the coach. It's the waddle. Everybody was doing the waddle yeah. this year, the celebrations. Yeah. They're just a cool team. They are. And that's that. We, we talked about that in other podcasts this year. There's just – there is a – you know, they have the fun thing in the league this year. They're like um, – I don't know where to compare it in basketball, like a Memphis Grizzlies, like kind of like the new thing that everybody is is checking out. Um Hopefully just not, you know, fighting Shannon Sharp at one point in the middle of the season. 